The cool kids sit at the back of the bus. So, December 4th, Hove's birthday. Mm-hmm. Did you do any listening to Hove no. on December 4th? No? No. No? Nothing. No Blueprint? No. No Black Album? No. No American Gangster? The answer doesn't change. This is the album no Reasonable Doubt? Nope. Nothing? Nope. Damn, dog. So, like, for January 28th, you don't do nothing for Cole? For Cole, no. For November 18th? I don't know if that's Drake's. Say, Ooh, I don't 18? know if that's Drake's birthday, but he has a song November eighteen. Nah, so like no. you don't, you just don't fuck with it. No, I play uh, I play Story of Adidon on um, which Drake's son's birthday? It was on Scorpion. Was it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It, it was the name of the song where he was supposedly gonna out that he had a son to the world. Yikes! I can't think of it right now. That's... But on that day, I play Story of Adidon. Oh, so you'll do that, yeah. but you won't listen to Hove yeah, on December fourth. Yeah, yeah, just seems a little more significant. You know? I, I mean, I guess. But anyway, shout out to uh, Hove for his fiftieth. Got anything to say about that? Just big dubs. Uh, yeah. Congratulations on making it to fifty, dog. Yeah, bro. I'm sure it was a lot of niggas that you came up with that didn't make it there. So, very true. Big ups to Hove. Anyway, it's recess. Yeah! Back of the bus squad still at it with the homeboy Marcus. Mm-hmm. And home with Josh. Yes, sir. Main topics. What's going to go down first? Uh, we got first. Who we got first? We already talked about Ho's birthday. Oh, somber moment. Uh, rapper artist Juice World. Um, sadly has left us. I believe he was uh, was in an airport and um, had a seizure in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, that that was kind of crazy. Very crazy. To wake up to this morning for sure. I think he had a history of that though, because I heard something else about him having seizures. Having seizures. Yeah. You think that has anything to do with drug use at all? I don't know, man. I, I don't. You know what I mean? You don't like to speculate. I, I don't know. I don't know him. Yeah. I, I don't know what the the true cause of the the seizure was. None of us do at this point. Mm-hmm. But you know, I, I would like to think not. But it's also a, a, a possibility. Yeah, you know, an unfortunate possibility, yep. mm-hmm. especially since a lot of these young kids, at least uh, publicly, seem to be using a lot of different dangerous drugs. So, so he was what, 20, 21. He, had just, 21? he just turned 21. Damn, man. Just turned that's, 21 that's a week shitty. ago, I think. That's that's shitty. Yeah. yeah. 21 years old. Damn, dog. The thing was, Juice World. I mean, I don't like like a lot of these guys, you know, these younger guys. I feel like they're like carbon copies of each other, mm-hmm. but uh, Juice World had his own sound. He had, a, he had I, his I own. I could stomach Juice World. Yeah, his, his his least favorite song or my least favorite song of his was also his least favorite song. So like, which I, was uh, Lucid Dreams. Really? Mm-hmm. The thing about Lucid Dreams is it never got old to me. Like they stopped playing oh, it on the radio super fucking quick. It never got old to me. Super fucking quick. First of all, once I heard like. Other shit off of Juice World's album, like I think I heard, I heard him, I heard him freestyle on. Was it Hot ninety five? I think it one was one of those morning shows. I think it was probably Tim Westwood. I know he did like one of those really long freestyles on like 
some British radio show. Yeah, it it was one of the one of the morning shows somewhere. But I heard him freestyle, so then I, I hopped on Apple Music and I started pulling shit up on him. Start listening to him. I listened to him and Future's collab album. Mm-hmm. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this don't sound like fucking Lucid Dreams. I like right. this a little bit more than what I'm hearing on the radio thirty fucking times a day. Um, and I mean, he he was obviously he was thinking of that too. Like you know, I mean, I I really fucking hate that song now. Mm-hmm. So, but um, all in all, man, just a, a talented guy. Yeah, going too soon. Just another one, man. It's unfortunate. Absolutely. Um, moving on from that. Um, the next thing we have is Kamala Harris dropped out of the presidential race. That she did. I think I should uh, enter some applause. Nah, man. I, I we said this a month ago that she should have dropped out. Like, yeah, she yeah. was. She was never going to make it. She had that one moment over the summer where she gave uh, where she gave Joe Biden a zinger, and it was just kind of like. Dead in the water ever since then. Basically. What I found was interesting, and I actually gave uh, uh, some people an L about this, is that Kamala Harris was elevated very early in this race as a top-tier candidate. Um, Just really kind of based off of being the, I think she was the second black female senator um, she was a, you know, a prosecutor whose name had been floating around in circles from, uh, from the state of California. You know, she, um, she did endorse, uh, she co-sponsored Bernie Sanders, Medicare for all bill. Mm. So like she did a lot of things that got her on a lot of people's radar. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And so naturally being the kind of establishment figure type pick, she was elevated along with, you know, Joe Biden, um, who uh, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, yes. as kind of like a newer face of the Democratic Party. Right. Right. So a little of, a little bit of that was kind of to a certain degree falsely inflated to begin with. Sure. Because you're sitting in a in a in a pool with Joe Biden, a, a former vice president, Bernie Sanders, who was a, a, a breath away from being the Democratic nominee in the last election. Um, and Elizabeth Warren, who has also had a much longer stint in Washington than her. Mm-hmm. So from that standpoint, she was always, you know, kind of riding on borrowed time. Yeah. But then to hear the after effects of certain people in the media um, kind of defending her, saying that um, they felt like media bias played a role in her downfall. Uh, you know what I mean? I'm like, ah, uh, nah, that ain't it, Chief. Not at all. That ain't it. She was only there because of media bias. She only got pushed out there to have that that forced poll tested moment with Joe Biden because of media bias. Yeah, and it just all went downhill once that moment happened. Yeah, Kamala Harris, and we've talked about this on a pod. Number one, she didn't secure home. She did not galvanize and solidify the black vote before she came out here on the national stage that that is that that's her main flaw to me you know Mm -hmm. beyond all of the prosecutorial record stuff um you know beyond the flip-flop on medicare for all or whatever that was the main thing that i felt like could have propelled her that didn't because she just didn't do it her or cory booker so you mean that her uh 
her relationship with Charlemagne and being on the Breakfast Club and two times, bacon in her greens and, <laughs> and, and, and eating and smoking, and smoking weed. and inhaling or whatever and, she said. And, and I inhaled. <laughs> I inhaled. I did. Oh, I did inhale. inhale. <laughs> Lady, like for it just everything from her just seemed super forced. Yeah, it wasn't really genuine. It, it's just it just is what it is, man. Like you're either likable or you're not. And she is not. Like. One of the most unlikable people in politics, period, won the Democratic nomination last year, at last election, mm-hmm. as a woman. Right. Be that, now, be that as a male, white woman, but still, a pretty unpopular woman. Very much so. With a worse record than Kamala has. She just ran a, a better campaign. Mm-hmm. So, you live and you learn. You come back. We'll see. We'll see you in 2024. Yikes. Let's Maybe. not. Can we not? I, I mean... I'm sure she'll try to jump back in at some point. I can see that. Um, is that all you had on Kamala? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was pretty much it. I just uh, I didn't buy the whole media bias, and then also, well, people are too sexist and too racist. Yeah, like, that's definitely not it. Uh, sexism definitely exists. Racism definitely exists. But there's far too much to critique Kamala Harris on. In terms of her running this presidential election, she never leaned into her prosecutorial record. Mm-hmm. She never addressed certain aspects of her record that people had a problem with. She tried to dance around it. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, on top of the fact that you are, you know, you you went and you camped out in Iowa to mm-hmm. try and go and win one of their votes. And I understand people's people's affinity for Iowa. It's the first primary state. It's one of those, it's not necessarily one that carries a lot of delegates, but it's a state that's, it's like a signifier state. If you win Iowa, it signals to the rest of the country that you're a a serious candidate. Or if you place in Iowa first, second, or third, it's a signifier that you're a contender. Right. Right. So rather than backtracking and going to sure up some of the, some of the cracks she had in her campaign, maybe in South Carolina her home state of California, right? She elected to go out to the rural white places in America and, mm-hmm. and placate to those crowds to try to convince people. And it didn't work out. It didn't work for her. It's working for guys like Pete Buttigieg. Somehow. But it's not working out for Kamala Harris. And I feel like it was just a, a grave miscalculation for her. Um, so, nope, not, not sexism or racism, just a poorly ran campaign. <laughs> Uh, speaking of politics, um, I don't know much about what's going on with the impeachment. I just haven't done a really good job of mm-hmm. keeping up with it at all. Um, but it sounds like you have a few things that you wanted to talk about. Well, the house did, uh, formally bring articles of impeachment. Nancy Pelosi announced on Thursday, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it's a foregone conclusion based on everything we've heard. We got a testimony from Donald Sunland that he uh, that him and everyone involved with these relations between, um, you know, the president um, and the president of Ukraine, that there was a quid pro quo. Um, they brought in um, legal scholars on impeachment to verify or to give their opinion on whether or not there was impeachable offenses made by the president. We got the transcript of the call of him pretty much saying like, Hey, I mean, I really want you to investigate this Biden thing. And then I think, uh, I think your aid money will make its way there. Even though Congress had approved it a month prior, mm-hmm. um, the, the military aid being sent to Ukraine, it is it, just circumstantial evidence on top of circumstantial evidence. 
the the one thing that I, I keep hearing from the other side is that oh well there's no there's no clear evidence. There was no one who had clear knowledge that can definitively say that it was a quid pro quo. Mm-hmm. And I'll just be like, man, I wish I could ever hop into a damn uh, a courtroom and, and, and have that kind of plausible deniability. Right. Like, if it's not laying out plain black and white to the T, then it, then, it, then it can't be proven somehow. Like, man, they give this nigga so much room, so much, so much of a leash. Um, yeah, that's a lot of privilege right there. But but I think ultimately it'll end up uh, going the route of impeachment because ultimately the, the Democrats run the House. So they'll impeach him in the House. Now, whether or not that'll lead to anybody in the White House actually testifying and the hearings uh, going through the Senate, whether they'll even bring articles of impeachment in the Senate, if they'll even you know hear it in the Senate, because Mitch McConnell has said up to this point, we're just flat out not going to do it regardless of what they they have uh, happened in the uh, in the house. I think that if they do let anyone testify out of the White House for the impeachment hearing, it won't be uh, Secretary of Defense Pompeo. It won't be uh, Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney. It won't be anybody like that. If anybody goes up there and testifies, I think it's going to be Trump. Hmm. I think it's going to be Trump. I think Trump is going to try and testify. I can see that. I can you see him why? thinking that he'd be a good person to go up there and it's just not going to work out well, in his favor. The reason why I think he's going to do it is because I don't think there's a single person in his apparatus that would recommend him to go and testify in front of the Senate. Which is exactly why I think he would go and do it because everyone else would tell him no. <laughs> That's right? the dumbest I, thing. I, I, I but I wouldn't that. put it past him. I I believe that. Like he did this whole fuck. He did this whole thing with Ukraine um, against the will of John Bolton and Pompeo and all those other guys who clearly knew he was breaking the law. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, just just time and time again, he he refuses to listen to the people around him. I mean, this is a man who doesn't even read um, doesn't even read national security briefings. He wants it spoon fed to him like a, a goddamn pop out book. So, <laughs> no, I, I don't think he has the good sense to listen to the people around him. And, and anyone who do, remotely cares about this man staying in office would tell him that he shouldn't testify. So I think he will. I think he will. Let's hope so. He will. Because they did, his lawyers did a lot of, um, his lawyers at least, Trump didn't necessarily himself sit down with Mueller. But there was a lot of talk in between the, the Trump lawyers and Robert Mueller during the whole Russia investigation. Mm-hmm. Right. And so he kind of rebelled against that. He wouldn't go and sit down with Mueller because that's what his lawyers wanted him to do. Mm. But in this case, his lawyers will probably tell him, no, you don't need to be anywhere near this. <laughs> I think he's going to override them. If anybody testifies, it'll be Trump, I think. You think that he's one of those people who, if everybody tells him he can't do it, he's going, he's going to, to do it. it just because, just because he's that much that of a is child. Such a dumb he, thing. He's such an insolent fool. But hey, he would. It'll work. Willingly defy his legal counsel and just do what he wants because he's <laughs> the Donnie T. Fingers crossed. Knock on wood. Let's hope that happens. Yes, please, please. <laughs> uh, W's and L's. Let's get to it. Uh, 
I'm gonna start out with Dubs, man, because I only got a short list today. Okay, got a couple. I'm giving one to a surprise guest on my Dubs list. Giving one out to one Joseph Biden. Corn pop Ooh. was a bad dude. Okay, Joe Biden has been getting a little spicy here this week. So he's, I've heard he's been heating up a little bit. So he's got a new Trump ad out. Um, which I gotta say, it's probably my favorite anti-Trump ad of the entire election season. Because it doesn't talk about the obvious stuff, right? It doesn't talk about the racism. It doesn't talk about, um, you know, him just not being fit for office. It doesn't talk about him uh, in any of the crimes, the various crimes he's committed while he's in office. Or the sexism, the right. xenophobic. There okay. you go. Yep. Any of that. It hits him where it hurts the most and hits at his pride. He brought in clips. Did we talk about the, the whole thing at, the, uh, at NATO where the, the world leaders were caught on camera laughing at him or mocking him or whatever? We did not. Well, that happened last week at NATO, and they pulled clips of that and added it to the Biden ad. Oh. That was pretty much the synopsis of the entire ad was showing yeah. how much other world, other world leaders, people outside of America actually they view this them. man back when they had the G20 summit. Uh, back back some months ago, where he um, he said something ridiculous and and was completely serious. Mm-hmm. Everybody in the room laughed at him. And he was like, <laughs> "Ah, well, I wasn't really expecting that reaction, but okay." In less than two years, my administration has accomplished more than almost any administration in the history of our country. America's so true. Didn't expect that reaction, but that's okay. Like, hit him where it hurts. Yeah. Attack him the way that he is sure to attack whoever the Democratic candidate is going to be in this next election. Sure. Like, hit at his pride. The fact that he thinks he's the biggest, the strongest, the smartest, the most qualified, whatever. Like, keep tearing away at that facade. Because I, I guarantee you keep pulling on that thread and he will unravel. Because he doesn't have... He doesn't have the mental function nor does he have the composure to work his way through that it'll turn into a shit show mm-hmm. and if you take him off of his game that way that's all he has literally he he's a ball full of, of quips and insults that's all he has at his disposal he, he can't argue facts he definitely doesn't want to sit up there and argue policy with you mm-hmm. he's not smart enough to do so right so if you take away the only thing that he has which is his ability to attack people in a very juvenile way, mm-hmm. there is nothing for him to combat that against. So I got a question. The ad just shows those two events, or does it, does it show any more? Um, I think throughout? it's just a, a compilation of him doing embarrassing shit in front of world leaders. Because I feel like you can probably take that ad and expand on it with some of his failures with like Atlantic City and... Uh, obviously, the, True. the number of businesses that he's ran into the ground, all of the like fraudulent just, businesses that he's yes. run, the the fake for profit for profit colleges, the 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 fake um, charitable donations that he was taking that were funneling directly back into the Trump Foundation. Mm-hmm. Like the man is is a scoundrel. Like he is <laughs> the lowest human being on the planet, and I don't think that's an over exaggeration whatsoever at all. Agreed. He's he's terrible. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, there there's tons to go off on there, 
I think where Democrats make a mistake oftentimes is that they try to uh, appeal to the higher morality of people mm-hmm. and saying, well, well, this just isn't what we're supposed to be. And people don't want to hear that because at the end of the day, what they value more than morality is realism. Yes. And if you're a piece of shit, but you're a real piece of shit, people can connect with that more than a lying, self-righteous, on his high horse type of type of neoliberal blech. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. People don't want that shit anymore. Mm-hmm. I will take a real asshole over a fake nice person any day. Absolutely. It's just, just kind of where we are. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't just the, the Obama or the Obama ad. The Trump ad that, that got my attention from Biden, he was also asked about uh, Pete Buttigieg's uh, health care plan, the uh, Medicare for all who wanted plan. Um, and so if you really look at where Biden and uh, Buttigieg have been on health care, one of those two candidates has been pretty consistent, not necessarily the the. Um, the theology or the, you know, the feelings that I have towards healthcare, I wouldn't necessarily connect with Biden, but he has been the most consistent, you mm-hmm. know, even um, as far back as um, the first debate when everyone was asked whether or not they support Medicare for all, Biden was not one of those people who raised their hand. Now, of course, Buttigieg raised their hand, Kamala Harris, Cory Booker, all of the people who have since kind of flirted away from Medicare for all, all of them did. Mm. And so when asked about it earlier this week, Biden flat out just said, look, he stole the shit. Mm. He didn't say it like that. He said he stole it. Right. He took it from me. I have been the only person out here arguing to try to uh, try to strengthen and reestablish Obamacare. I'm the only one that's saying that a public option can still work in this comment. As much as I disagree with him on that fact, he's telling the truth. Right. And I feel like so often in these kind of political arenas, people are so afraid to call other people out for lying, mm-hmm. right? For, 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 for just stating the damn obvious. Right. He did take that from Biden. He was on MSNBC in February saying that Medicare for all in a single payer system was an actual compromise, right? So in, in between a total uh, privatized system where profit motive is the most important thing over people's health and well-being and a total socialized system where the government dishes out everything that you need in life. Medicare for all is a happy medium. You have privatized doctors paid by a single payer, which would be the government. Mm-hmm. That is the compromise. And, and, and for that, I would have applauded him had he stuck with that ideology. But he didn't. Pete saw that that lane was crowded already with Warren and Bernie. Sam- and Bernie Sanders, right? So I'm not making any headway here. And again, this is one of the problems that I have with Tulsi Gabbard because she plays the game the exact same fucking way. Ah, oh, well, this, get- this lane is getting a little too crowded for me. Let me flirt with this, uh, this bright, bright news, Fox News <laughs> lane a little bit and see where I can go. Ugh. And, and that- that's how they run their campaign. So big ups for Biden on two fronts, on the Trump ad for sure, and then calling... Uh, that lion MF, or as Michael Harriet likes to put it, um, Buttigieg on his flip flop on Medicare for all. Mm. Um, giving a dub out to Bernie, who is now leading in California. Ooh, leading in California, leading in the polls. Um, we are 
fastly approaching the the first round of primary votes here coming up in Iowa. Um, first couple of states is going to be Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. Bernie is polling in the top two or three in each one of those states. I think mm-hmm. he's leading in New Hampshire and then leading in California as well. Still top three in Iowa. Bernie's got a shot, man. Yeah. He's got a legitimate shot. Yeah. If Bernie, because I'm of the belief that Bernie is going to win two out of those first three states. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to win Nevada for sure. And then I think he's going to win uh, New Hampshire. Okay. If Bernie can go into Super Tuesday and win California. That'd be huge. Dog. Dog. We there. <laughs> we there. There's nothing that an MSNBC or, uh, I know we talked about this a little bit last week, an Obama or Hillary Clinton or any of these people who are so clearly trying to either dismiss the possibility of a, of a Sanders candidacy uh, for the, in a general election or stop it could do about it. He wins California. You better get the fuck on the train because it's going to leave you if you don't. Mm-hmm. For sure. He has got a really good shot. Now, I think he has to come in somewhere in the top three in Iowa. Okay. To then follow up wins in Nevada and New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. But um, this is it's lining up pretty well for Bernie, man. It's, it is. It, it, things are outlooks looking pretty good. good Honestly, here. I think when that polling came out is what was the final straw that broke Kamala Harris's back. If you're not winning your own state, yeah, that's a you problem. know what I mean. That's a huge problem. It's, it's kind of a wrap. Uh, Amy Klobuchar, same way. I'd love to see when those those numbers roll in in Minnesota. I don't expect <laughs> to see her anywhere in the picture. Ugh. Like I, 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 I hope I, not. Marianne Williamson could be out doing um, Amy Klobuchar in Minnesota, and I wouldn't be surprised. I'm all here for Marianne Williamson to come back. Marianne Williamson is out polling Pete Buttigieg in South Carolina. What? Yes, we haven't oh seen Marianne Williamson in three debates, and Ooh. she's out polling Pete Buttigieg in South Carolina. Now it's mostly done due to the fact that he's abandoned all chances of trying to galvanize a black vote. True, and she gets it. She gets to a certain degree. He's still polling around zero percent, so it's a very low bar to cross. But still, I thought that was funny. (laughs) Uh, Let's see, let's see. Else, Tim Ryan, the Forty Niners broadcaster, who thought it was just the the Mm. most genius thing to go out here and compare, not not compare, but well, no, compare the the color of Lamar Jackson's skin to that of a football. But then oddly, also the a black jersey, jersey, which those Doesn't are make three sense. different They're shades. They're all three different yeah, shades. I, I'm, I'm confused. None of that made sense whatsoever. Um, so last week, I guess he was on a radio show where he was talking about Lamar Jackson's uh, ability to uh, do a, a really good ball fake and how it was really hard to see because of that black ball <laughs> and his black skin and those black jerseys. Uh, you know it what? Just doesn't make sense whatsoever. It, it doesn't make sense, but then it, it also just shows like a level of comfortability that people have. I don't know if that's a word. Comfort. 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 A level of comfort that people have saying shit like that. It's it's twenty nineteen. Yes. Where you can get canceled for calling a ma'am a sir. 
or a sir or ma'am. Yeah. Or someone who doesn't identify as a sir or a ma'am, either one of those pronouns. We might get canceled for our gender fluid comments last week. Absolutely. <laughs> like, you could offend somebody sneezing nowadays. And, and, and it's like, I know that. It's just a normal, everyday guy who happens to talk to 17 or so people every week on a podcast. It's over 20. Average. You... On a national stage, like, how do you have that kind of, like, mental lapse where you don't understand that you, as a white man, saying, hey, it's hard to say that that black guy with that black skin, hard to see him out there. It's just a dark brown football. It feels so wrong even coming out of my mouth. I don't understand how a white man could say that comfortably and not understand why it's not okay. Well, first of all, you know? it's literally wrong because like you said earlier, they're all three shades, different colors. It, it's, it is it's worth noting that uh, your boy Richard Sherman came out and was caping for him earlier this week. Ooh. Yeah, he did. He said, well, you know, I know Tim and he's not a bigoted person and I'm, I'm paraphrasing here and, and he's always been a nice guy to me. I think what he said was misguided and he could have obviously said it better. Or not said it at all. Yeah, and well, yeah. I, I, I don't see what the need was to say that. Even if your point only is it was hard to see the ball on the play fake. Like, why the need to, 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 to say, ah, but the black skin is what really made it hard. <laughs> like, he can't just be good uh. at the mesh point on a read option. It's the black skin that really takes him over the top. <laughs> If that was a white guy, we could have got him on the field, got him down on the ground. It's not his speed. It's not the, the millions of times he must have done that motion to get that good at the mesh. I was going to say, not just how good he is not at the technique skill. of hiding the ball. It's, it's the fact that he has an unfair advantage being that closely colored to the goddamn football. <laughs> oh, my God. I, that is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, um, so he definitely gets an L for that. Yeah, not to be confused with Tim Ryan from Ohio, by the way. What hell with Tim Ryan from Ohio? Hey, he's from Ohio. Fuck him. He's not racist from fuck what him. I can tell. Say, so, no, nah, don't fuck Tim Ryan. Yeah. Or do, if that's what you're into. I, I yeah, don't have any problems yeah. with Tim Ryan. Whatever you like. Whatever floats your boat. Um, Trump is getting a L that just seems to keep on giving. <laughs> um, earlier this week, the Trump administration has cut uh, Wick and Snap. Ooh, that's going really? to be leaving 700,000 people off of uh, food assistance here, I think, starting in March. What? And they cited the uh, the thing that they like to talk about so much when they talk about Trump and what he's done for the country during his stint as president and the job growth. That unemployment is so low now that we don't need uh, so much food assistance. Honestly, I feel like yeah, what? Yeah, I feel like he's a second away from going back to handing out powdered milk and blocks of cheese. Honestly, is is what I feel like. But um, probably the whole thing is bullshit. Well, especially when you you think about this whole idea of oh, well, the economy is so much better and people and our unemployment is low. Everybody has jobs. Mmm. Just dig a little deeper. Just dig a little deeper, right? So like, yes, unemployment is low. Mm-hmm. But saying that without acknowledging that a lot of people have multiple jobs, 
not just that, the people who may have only one job or those multiple jobs are low paying wage jobs, mm-hmm. right? So they're not life sustaining jobs. Did I, did I mention that a, a study I had last week that the median income in the United States is $18,000? That is ridiculous. That's not well, enough to live $18, off of. $18,000? I made $18,000 working a, a summer job. Not nice, not, not a summer job. A, a job in high school. A part-time job at the movie theater. I, was say, I made thousand dollars I, I think I made that when I was working at two jobs. That is, that's like literally below the poverty level. You, you cannot live off of that. Especially think, if 30% of your income is supposed to go to rent or yeah. your housing. Yeah, exactly. Like, no. 30% of $18,000. Like, my, my rent here at this house is fourteen and a half grand. Fourteen five. So if I made $18,000 a year. And fourteen five is my rent. I am like scarcely broke for the rest of the year. Like I, I, you, you literally can't can't live off of that. I just did the math, and it's four hundred and fifty dollars a month for eighteen thousand that you can spend on rent. Knowing that you probably can't get a place in Columbus for less than for four hundred. You're you're living in in you're renting a room for four hundred and fifty dollars a month yeah. in Columbus. Yeah. And 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 that that's saying a lot. Because Columbus has one of the the lower cost of living across the country. Sure. Yeah. So, so like, <laughs> you know what I mean? You but can't, it's going up more and more and more. It, it's getting like that. But um, even still, you look at places like New York, California, right? Uh, it's, it's you know, places way in more Florida and stuff like that. It's way more. Cost of living is way higher. So, I don't know, man. I, I, I know. I do know. That's bullshit. Very much bullshit. It, it's bullshit. Like. They keep cutting this social safety net. And, and, and the funniest thing is, is that I bet you that if you would ask Trump, he would believe that most of that is going to affect people that look like you and me. Right. Yeah. And, then a lot, and, and a lot of it does. Yeah. But the vast majority of the people on welfare or any of these other social services are white people. Yep. So, I mean, I guess they'll let you know how they feel about you. Getting rid of their wick and snap. Yeah, giving, getting away with their wick and snap. All these, uh, all these farmers, you know, ask the farmers how good the economy is doing while they're enjoying their, their government subsidies, making up for all the money that they've lost. Mm. Ask any, uh, any steel producers in the U.S. or soy producers in the U.S. if they like Trump's economic strategy, mm. losing these, these international contracts. With these, with these tariffs and these trade wars that we, they will never get back, that yep. they will never gain back. Government subsidies are not going to take you through a, a lifetime worth of what you lost in those contracts. For sure. It's money that could have been in your family for generations to come. And now you're barely getting by off of, of government subsidies. Mm. So, you know, I, I guess we'll see how good the economy is come next February or come next, yeah. next February, next November. Yeah, okay, we'll see how how good it is. How much people love this this low unemployment rate? Who gives a fuck about the low unemployment rate if everybody has to work two jobs, or if wages in this country haven't gone up in forty years if you adjust it to inflation? Like huh. it's it's fucking disgusting. If you adjust it for inflation, uh, over the past twenty five thirty years, the federal minimum wage would be upwards of twenty dollars an hour. Huh. It's the federal minimum wage is still like what nine nine twenty nine thirty something like that. Mm-hmm. It's fucking ridiculous. That's crazy. That is crazy. That is very crazy. 
Uh, so yeah, I'll trump on that one. Uh, I um, I hate this man. I hate this guy. If you met me after, well, in between, I would say 2011 and 2013, I had a kind of ideological shift in the way that I saw the world, right? I, I went to inner city schools, um, came from a, a, a middle class background with my parents. My mom was a, a school secretary for Columbus Public Schools. My dad worked at uh, the Marysville plant out in Honda. Um, didn't have, you know, the very best, didn't grow up in a suburb or anything like that, but certainly didn't have the very worst. So I didn't have a, a real reason to have a, a very bleak outlook on life or society as a whole. Absolutely. But then came the Trayvon Martin case when a guy who was a couple years younger than me, because by then, 2013, what, I was like around 20 years old yeah, so about, or so. Yeah. So he's about four years younger than me. Mm-hmm. He's walking home from a gas station, just picked up some Skittles in, a, in a Arizona. He was walking home to a gated community where his father lived, just trying to get back. Not hurting anybody, not talking to anybody, walking back to his parents' house. Until he is followed and subsequently, um, excuse me, subsequently um, confronted by George Zimmerman. A tussle ensues, a struggle ensues. George Zimmerman has a weapon. The tussle ends in Trayvon Martin being shot and killed. So George Zimmerman then gets off. Of course he does, right? Even though he called 911 to report the guy walking through that's looking suspicious in his neighborhood, and they explicitly told him, not do to not follow. Right? Confronts this guy, shoots him, kills him, beats the case. He is now suing the Trayvon Martin family for $100 million for damages. Because apparently they produced, um, according to him, they produced a false witness. And I, I don't really give a fuck about his reason. I don't, I don't fucking care. Let's play devil's advocate for a second. Let's say that you weren't the, the second worst piece of shit on this planet other than Donald Trump. Let's pretend that you were completely right for feeling uh, afraid and threatened and 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 so inclined to confront some young black male running through your through your neighbor walking excuse me through your neighborhood in the middle of the night mm-hmm. that you needed to go out there and 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 try to stop him from going where he wants to go let's let's argue that for a minute let's pretend that the fact that you beat that case wasn't the biggest miscarriage of justice that I've ever seen in my 26 years of living. In what, in what world would you then turn around after taking their son from them and sue them for trying to bring their son's killer to justice? You know, 
We hear a lot about niggas talking about they real niggas, right? I'm a real killer. I'm a real shooter. This, this, that, third in an hour. Hey, man, I don't really give a fuck. How the fuck is George Zimmerman still walking around breathing? <laughs> in the state of Florida, nonetheless. I, I can't answer that question. How is he still breathing? It, it's, it's not just this. It's not just the killing of Trayvon Martin. It's not just the suing of his family for $100 million. This man is auctioned off the weapon that he killed Trayvon Martin with. Mm-hmm. He's signed pictures of Trayvon Martin and auctioned them off. He, he's a vile human being. Yeah. And so for all my quote-unquote real niggas in the state of Florida, how the fuck is this man still on his two feet? How is it? Answer not, me that. How is it not open season on that man? I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. It's black motherfuckers in, in Florida getting shot and killed every goddamn day by a bunch of so-called real niggas. But George Zimmerman still out there walking around. Streets is done, dog. Okay, Florida. Okay, Florida. Let me go ahead and say that I am not encouraging violence against anyone. But it does feel kind of fucked up that we got a bunch of real niggas, quote unquote, shooting at each other. But this nigga just gets to live out his life. Doing the most craziest, most vile, vile shit, shit, man. Like, that's just fucking disgusting. And who knows where he goes from here? Who knows if he tries to do something to hell. even more If there is a up. hell, if, if there is a hell, he, he will, will be, be in there. It. Oh, for sure. He will be there. For sure. Um. Yeah, man, that, that's got my got my spirit fucked up this week because that, that's just fucking crazy. Um, I've got another L going out to crazy ass white people. I guess this was a good segue. Um, couple, couple videos came out this week. Um, there seems to be this phenomenon going on over the last two or three years. Well, let's be honest. It's always been like this, but I think over the last, uh, three years or so, even since, uh, since barbecue patty and, uh, and, uh, who was the chick who, who was, who was calling the police on the girl cause she was selling water outside of her apartment or some shit. Uh, was it Barbecue Becky? That was Barbecue Becky, and then there was something Patty. I don't know. More crazy white people yelling at black people for no fucking reason, yeah. trying to call the police on them and shit. For sure. So we got a couple videos. Um, the first one was of uh, a white lady accosting a UPS employee because she said he looked suspicious delivering packages. What? Like, bitch. <laughs> he looks suspicious doing his job. Nah, he kinda, he's driving the brown truck. <laughs> he got packages in his hand. He has a logo on his, on his shirt. Like, are you smoking crack? That is the words of the UPS driver. Not even me. <laughs> but like, literally, are you smoking crack? What is wrong with you? Niggas can't even be at their job doing their, doing their job in yeah. a UPS uniform. Mm. I thought this one was way worse though. And 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 at, at some point I feel like some of this shit is trolling. At some point you want you want these people to hit you. Because I keep thinking about this and it's like we always say eventually they're going to find the right black person to do this shit to. Oh, for sure. For the most part when if the person is recording, they at least have enough control over their faculties to control themselves. And just record the situation. Especially when they're at work. And not lash out. Yeah. At work, going home, going to visit someone, whatever the case may be. 
they have enough control to say, all right, I'm not going to bite on the bait. I'm not just going to lash out and record everything and show my side of things and show what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. We always say eventually you're going to find the right one who don't give a fuck about none of that shit that you're talking about. It just go upside your head. Right. Right. I thought this was going to be the one where we finally see that. Um, you see a, a older white lady. Hold on. Let me get this. Get it back here. You see an older white lady standing in a doorway, stopping a black woman from leaving the building because she says she doesn't know whether or not she belongs there. So let me get this straight. Mm. You're worried about this black woman coming in there unlawfully. She doesn't belong there. She doesn't live there. Maybe she's going to steal some shit, you know? So your way of keeping her from doing anything that she's not supposed to be doing inside of that building where she's not supposed to be is to keep her ass in there. It, <laughs> I, I, let's just hear the video. White people are crazy as fuck. Can you see her? Do y'all see her? Do y'all really see her? Like, so if I beat her ass, then what? Move if I knock her ass, I, you have three seconds to get out of my way. Me. I'm going to beat the shaddy. Move out of the way. One. Hannah, Tell her to move. I'm going to whoop your grandmother's ass. <laughs> Two. Can you please move, please? Hannah. Can you move, ma'am? No, I'm not. I'm not letting you in this building. Who are you talking to on that phone? Is it a resident of this building? Is it a resident of this building? Here's an old ass woman, guys. Tell your nana to get her ass out of the way. Nana, please. Fuck out of the way, dumb bitch. Fuck you. Are you going to rob somebody? Do you hear her? You need to get your hair done. Let me tell you This bitch is crazy as fuck. This bitch right here. Dog, listen. White people, if you're listening, <laughs> please stop doing this. Like, oh. like, please. No, honestly, stop doing this. Oh, I agree. Stop doing this. One of y'all is going to get fucked up bad. Somebody is going to get fucked up doing this bullshit. For sure. If you are so fucking afraid, you are so scared of these people doing whatever they're doing. Walking around in the neighborhood, standing outside a restaurant, sitting inside a restaurant, driving their car, walking in between cars, walking into their apartment building, walking out of their apartment <laughs> building, delivering fucking packages for UPS, mm. you so- throwing away trash. You so afraid of these fucking people. Leave them alone. Go the opposite fucking way. Boy, I never thought that I would yearn for the days that white people saw black people coming and got across the fucking street. <laughs> now they want to roll up on you and ask you where the fuck you going. You getting a little too fucking close and y'all going to get hurt, bruh. White people have a huge problem minding their own, own business. Fucking business. Mind yours. Mind your own fucking business. Oh man! Mind your goddamn, mind your damn motherfucking business. <laughs> Just mind it. Yeah, that's all it's you very gotta easy. do, bro. Very easy. You you can go call the police from your car. You can go call the police from your. Just do what the what the you white people used to do. Go back to your house. Go peek out the blinds and call the police. You that scared? You that afraid? Go do that shit. Stop getting in my face, man. Stop I've always been me, so worried about that. Just, just being in the apartment complex that I'm in in Clintonville, I've always been worried that somebody was going to do some stupid shit like this. I'm not as worried anymore because I feel like people have seen my face around the building enough. But 
it only takes one stupid motherfucker to Dog, do some dumb they got, shit like this. You got one time. You have one time to try to stop me from getting in somewhere or stop me from leaving somewhere and you don't have no type of badge, uniform, any type of real authority to ask me who I am and where I'm going. I'm tired. I'm, t- I'm sick of this shit. I'm, I'm collective. It ain't even happened to me yet. And I am collectively sick of it for the black diaspora. I'm sick it's of this shit now. Quite a bit. The, the UPS guy that you just said, I remember there was a guy trying to get into a pool uh, mm-hmm. at an apartment complex and the same shit happened to him. The guy wasn't even any kind of apartment manager or anything like that. He was just like, I don't know if you're allowed in here and all this shit. It's a pool, dog. Who like, f- like, who the fuck are you talking to? <laughs> who are you? Pool deputy? You the motherfucking pool sheriff? What the fuck? Leave me alone. God Mind damn. your own business. Like, is, is you doing this right now really worth you getting your ass beat? You don't know me. You do not know me. You don't know if I'm going to knock your ass out, drag you in my trunk, and go dump you in a ditch somewhere. Facts. Like, Big real facts. spiel. You don't know me, bruh. Stop. You are literally putting your life at danger to be a nuisance. Is yeah. it really that important for you to be annoying that, that, you, that you might risk your <laughs> life for this shit? Real shit. Nah, for real. Come on, man. For real. Think about the shit. Let's put the racism aside for a second. Mm-hmm. You care about your life, don't you? Absolutely. That, I mean, that's that's the reason why you're supposedly out here questioning me, asking me who I'm here to see and why I'm here and all this other bullshit. If you give a fuck about your life, you need to move the fuck out my face right now. <laughs> yeah. Mm. White people. White people. Um, I think that's it for me, though. That's oh. It? Oh. Um. Yeah. No. No. We done. I already talked about Kamala. We good. We sure, good, bro. Yeah. We good. All right. So, um, let me get some of these quick ones out of the way. Um, yesterday, Anthony Joshua and Andy Ruiz fought again. Um, I'm pretty sure nobody really saw it because it was on at 345 in the afternoon on Saturday. Uh, it was on DAZN, which is a channel I don't think anybody has. Uh, but Anthony Joshua won. So, was that for, so that belt that they're fighting for, is that the WBO? I think so. L for them. L for them. How do you have a championship fight like that on what, on, what was the streaming platform? It was the on zone? the zone. My nigga. <laughs> my, my nigga. Dog. A channel that you couldn't get nobody ESPN has. Prime at least. At least then I would have got a fucking update on my phone. Right. You know what I mean? So I would have known the pirate somewhere. Yeah. Something. The zone. <laughs> I don't. Huh? I don't know, bro. I got nothing for you, but boxing trying to make the zone happen is like the DNC trying to make Amy Klobuchar happen. Ooh, that's yeah. It's, that's, that's, that's that's pretty that's exact. What it is. That that yep. I All agree. right, and, and 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 see what the residual effects of that is going to be. DNC, you gonna fuck around and be ill prepared for Trump trying to force this goddamn Klobuchar. <laughs> boxing, you're you're going to waste all the positive hype you have around the Deontay four water. five main big name heavyweight fighters that you got going right now heavyweight fighting hasn't been anything in at least a decade in that oh, sport easily at least a decade and now you finally have some excitement around it around the sport and you have two of the most notable names in your sport fighting on something called the fucking zone <laughs> come on man Ugh. oh well hey yo what the fuck hey yo what the <laughs> fuck um 
So really quickly, I know we talked about Michigan hoops. Mm-hmm. And we talked about Buckeye hoops. Mm-hmm. Well, I seem to see here that Michigan lost to Louisville 58 to 43. Number one team in the nation. We'll see them in March. Okay. Well, Ohio State took care of who they were supposed to take care of. We already beat 74 to 49. Congratulations getting our sloppy seconds. It it would take a hairless nut to, to brag about whooping on somebody's sloppy seconds. Hey, man. It'll it, take some hairless nuts to do that. 74 to 49. That, that's fine. We already had her. The Ohio State winning streak continues. Good for y'all. Y'all haven't played us yet. Ain't nobody worried about y'all. You are definitely worried about us. Ain't nobody worried about y'all. Okay. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. We out here. Um, Let's go to this one. Um, I don't know if you've seen, but there's a little bit of uh, social media talk on Drake. He has recently been uh, reported as texting younger girls. Uh, apparently, he is. What's younger? Apparently, he is out here texting and having conversations through text with uh, Billie Eilish, who is, I want to say, 16, 17. And Millie Bobby Brown, I believe she is on uh, Stranger Things. She's on one of those shows. And she's about 15, 14. Is this a... Who would she play on Stranger Things? I don't remember. I don't remember who she is. I just know she's a star from something. Let me look her up. Yeah, let's look that up. And then also, with that... What kind of conversations are we talking about? Hey, keep your head up or do this to, to get ahead or this is your next move or is it a... Yeah, she's 11 in uh, Stranger Ooh. Things. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah, again, what kind of conversations are we talking From about? From what I'm seeing, uh, it is like fairly um, innocent. Like, you know, uh, I'm proud of you for doing such and such in your career. Yeah. Um doesn't seem like it's anything too crazy. Uh, I think Millie Bobby Brown said something along the lines of she was on like some kind of red carpet and she was just saying that Drake had texted her or whatever. And I think just a lot of people were making a huge deal out of it. Yeah, you know, I feel like since we live in a time where certain things that have been going on for a long ass time are finally coming to light, people are hypersensitive to stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but just as likely as someone could be doing something bad under the radar, they could also just be just doing something, you know, just giving a helping hand to an up and coming star. It, it, sure. It doesn't always have to be the worst just because we know the worst could happen, mm. you know, and it, it, it's kind of a, a recalibrating of expectations behind the whole me too movement and, and things of that nature. So I think naturally people jump to the worst conclusion before they think of the best yeah. because we've been reset in that way. Traditionally, we like, to, we like to assume and give everybody the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Well, the last two or three years has kind of changed that. Oh, yeah. So now oh, yeah. at any sense of impropriety, it has to be questioned to this point. And I don't, if there's nothing there to be questioned, then I don't want to make a big deal out of it because... You don't want to put that kind of stigma on people. That's, that shit's not cool. I think in the case of uh, him texting Billie Eilish, uh, I'm not really all that surprised considering Drake has always kept his hand in who's hot in the music industry. Uh, and has always, always kept his hand in them. 
Oh wow. Okay, so that's going to get edited. Um, no, he's always just kind of you know um, stayed around who's hot for the most part. Okay. Uh, and Billie Eilish is at this point in time a huge act, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's trying to, I don't know, make some music with her or something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, again, if there's nothing there, I'm not going to make something there. You know, for sure. Um. When's the last time you've been to the outlet mall out in Delaware? Long while. It's been a minute. So, yeah, I think the same for me. Uh, I want to say it's been at least almost a year maybe now. Okay. Yeah. Um, News about Tanger outlets. Um, Apparently, they are basically charging people a fee just to shop there. Uh, some of the stores that you shop at there, um, I guess there is a fee that gets tacked on uh, in the amount of about, I think it was uh, a half a cent for each dollar in sales. So for every dollar that you spend, you're also giving a half a cent to Tanger Outlets. Um, there was a person by the name of Nicholas Fiorelli. Uh, who claimed that he saw a small NCA charge um, on his purchase of $150 at Brooks Brothers. Uh, and there was a 76, 76-cent fee uh, on top of his $150 tab. So they are charging, albeit a small fee, um, with how many people shop out there, they've got to be making a ridiculous but, amount of money on so- that. I thought the whole point of going to the outlets was to get shit cheaper. Yes, very much so. You know what I mean, the only reason, the only reason I have to go out to Delaware is to go to the Tangier Outlets. And the only reason why I'm going to Tangier Outlets is because it's supposed to be cheaper here than mm-hmm. what I would get certain brands elsewhere, such as the Nike Outlet, yep. uh, Ralph Lauren, whatever, mm-hmm. the Gap, mm-hmm. Old Navy. Yep. What, like, I don't. Oh, man. It's just a result of the rich trying to get richer at yeah, any cost. I just hate any this like like, mutated version of capitalism where everything has to be hyper-monetized. Like, everything. Every aspect of everything has to be hyper-monetized. Yeah. Uh, it's, it, it, it's like, I don't think it'll start to reverse until it starts costing them money. Oh, when, yeah. When the pure just sense of of trying to squeeze every dollar that they can possibly get out of you why don't you just start charging people for fucking parking too like god damn i Mm -hmm. I can't get over doing anything in 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 these places anymore right and again while that may seem like a small amount a half cent for every dollar that you spend there just think about how many people shop there in a day exactly and how much money they're making off of that i think it's meanwhile every employee you got near probably still make a minimum wage sure you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah, that, They're that, not seeing anything from that trash. extra fee. That's absolute trash. Yeah. It, you know what it, it, it makes me think about? It, it makes me think about the whole, the, just the, the morality of having not, not wealthy people, but ultra wealthy people. Mm-hmm. So when you start to talk about some of the things that you have to do to get into that that top 1% billionaire status, multi-billionaire status. You fucked a few people Shit over like to this. get to that. Shit yeah, like this. Like, sure. scraping off an extra 76 cents off a purchase and having none of that go back down into your employees or, or any other, any other you know, philanthropic venture. 
just, just or any aspect. It. It's just going right yeah, in your pocket. Just hoarding it. Um, I can't remember who I was talking to. Or no, no, I wasn't talking to anybody. I was listening to. Uh, do you listen to Karen Hunter? I do at not. All? She's a serious XM uh, radio host, and she has a. I, I try to I try to bounce around and find new black media. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Trying to broaden my my uh, my discography on that kind of stuff. But um, I, I started listening to her a little bit, and she was just talking about. She had somebody on that was talking about the morality of of ultra wealthy people, and oftentimes what they have to do to get to that level of wealth. And a lot of times how they will come out. I think they, they use Jeff Bezos as an example yeah. of how he gave like, it was like $198 million to the homeless. And then come to find out that he had fought some, some tax structure or new tax that would have get, provided billions mm. for the homeless in that city. So to skirt losing billions in taxes from Amazon, Mm-hmm. That adversely would have ended up helping the homeless even more than what he gave. Mm-hmm. He gave out a hundred million, a hundred ninety-eight million, two hundred million dollars essentially, and then so that looks good on his end. Like, look, I just gave away two hundred million dollars, right? When no one on the back end understands that they would have had billions more funds, yeah, a lot more money. Byron Allen, same way, right? Byron Allen went and he. Um, Paid for the student debt of the graduating class. I remember at, that. Uh, yeah. Was it Hampton? It was one of the Morehouse. Morehouse. Yeah. Um, so the entire graduating class in Morehouse got their student loans paid, which is which is good, man. I I don't really care that he's probably going to claim and get that back plus more at yeah. the end of the year in his taxes. Like that that changed the lives of everybody that was sitting in that crowd. So, for sure. Especially that it happened to a crowd of black students. That I can't talk about that too much. But at the same time. They have these ways of not only skirting taxes, but to to just conglomerize their money and, and safeguard it from having to be redistributed into these 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 causes that they claim to support, mm-hmm. that they give minimal amounts of money, which two hundred million dollars to Jeff Bezos is a minimal amount of money. Right. Like that yeah. that's the same thing as you going out here and buying a pair of J's. Like he don't give a fuck about that. That's less than one percent, isn't it? Of his of his worth. I don't know. I don't know the exact number or how much Jeff Bezos is worth, but I know he probably I think it's like hundred and ninety billion or something crazy fucking, like that. That's crazy. He got divorced and his wife became one of the richest the women. The richest people in the world. Like, bro. <laughs> that is divorce. ridiculous. It's it's so crazy, man. I, I just don't people don't realize that like this idea that like anybody can get there, so you don't want to demonize the people that do, or oh, they worked hard to get there. Well, no. Most of the people that you're talking about that have that amount of wealth had it passed down to them. Mm, and then yeah. they did a lot of shady suspect shit to, to keep, keep it, it like that. Mm-hmm. So it's like the American dream to me is is not having to worry about how you're gonna get your next meal. You know what I mean? Not yeah. having to work a job. That you don't want to work to survive. Mm-hmm. You know, having something, whether that's a house, whether that's an IRA, whether that's a stock, whether that is some land, having something to pass down to your 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 family when you're gone. You know, sure. something to continue. That's the American dream. 
being a billionaire in a country that has billions of homeless people is not an American dream to me. That that's a, that that is an atrocity mm-hmm. to have people with so much amounts of wealth, tops in the world in some cases, but the bottom of it is rotting. Somebody who could easily end world hunger and still be ultra wealthy. Amazon, Netflix, Google, Facebook. We made all of them pay for uh, their fair share in taxes. We could have free college in, in public institutions here. No, we don't want that. But but somehow that's a hard thing to convince working class people to do. That's crazy. You you sit up here and, and I talk to people all the time. Oh, well, I just think that taxes are theft. Huh? Like, how? <laughs> who, who told you that? Yeah. Socialism will be the worst thing for Americans. Okay, so then, you know what? Cool. Let me be like you. Socialism's bad. So the next time that you have a, that your house catch on fire or some shit, make sure you got your goddamn debit card out on the phone with you so they can charge you before they get there. And they're going to charge you a lot. Right? Arm Let, and a leg, easily. Let's make sure you got your debit card out next time niggas are shooting in your neighborhood and you need to call the police. Ugh. Make sure that you got some quarters in your car to pay for the toll booth the next time you hop on Moore's Road. Mm. Since you don't believe in socialism. Public roads, public servants like police officers and firemen, those are socialistic programs. Yeah. There are three things to me that I feel like capitalism does not, or a profit motive in general, does not have a place in. Education, mm-hmm. healthcare, mm-hmm. The judiciary system. Yeah. It just shouldn't exist. Yeah. There should be no such thing as a cash bail system. If I'm able to get out of jail and create a criminal defense outside of a jail cell while awaiting trial, I should be able to do that whether I'm rich or poor. There should be no such thing as a, as a, as a cash bail system. Agreed. There should be no such thing as a privatized prison when their bottom line is literally affected by the amount of people in the fucking jail. And so they're incentivized. So they're incentivized to get people to go to those jail. fucking jails. Absolutely. And you think that they just stop with filling up the jails? You don't think that that influence trickles down to judges, law enforcement, people, the people making the fucking arrest? Like, I don't want to go on a whole tangent, but I don't even know where we were at. Uh, we what was were the original talking about the Tanger outlet. Shit. Fee. Yeah. From Tangier to Jeff Bezos. That, that was a long connection there. Um, speaking of things that only the ultra wealthy can afford, have you seen the Peloton ad? Oh boy. Yeah. The, <laughs> I just got to tell Peloton and I'm really nervous. I'm nervous, <laughs> excited. First of all. Okay. So a lot of people are obviously upset at the Peloton ad. When I first seen it, I just thought it was annoying. Like it's just yeah, that, an that was my only thought to it. You know what I mean? And I seen it. It came up commercial. a lot. I want to say it came up a lot during maybe college football games, mm-hmm. maybe the uh, Ohio State Michigan game. Um, but yeah, I never really looked at it like how a lot of people were looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you got a lot of people saying that the wife is already fit, um, and so her getting a a bike and seeming surprised by her husband getting her a bike, despite the fact that she's already fit is kind of sexist from him. Mm -hmm. Um, You got people um, saying that she looked nervous and she, she didn't really look like she wanted to work out at six in the morning, yada, yada. (laughs) She made a vlog for him to look at uh, all this shit. And it's just like, I didn't really read into all that context uh, until I started seeing people make these, uh, 
these accusations against Peloton, but their stock has dropped about 15% after the ad came out, which is uh, crazy. You know what? I'm not going to cape for the Peloton because I think that and that fucking that mirror workout thing, there's like a mirror that you look in that plays a video that helps you work out. Really? Yeah, I think all of that shit is kind of kind of disgusting. Over the top? Yeah. Like, you, uh, have you ever seen Wally? Yes. The Disney movie yep. Wally? Mm-hmm. That's what all of this shit reminds me of. We are on a slow <laughs> creep to becoming disliked blobs that float around and <laughs> don't exercise or socialize at all. A lot but, of people were saying that, um, the part where she like first starts vlogging, she looks like is a it's like the start to the Black Mirror episode. Dog. <laughs> it, but anyways, um, seems a little social justice worry. Uh, a little bit. A little bit. A little you know bit. I mean? Like there, there are actual things to be outraged about. People like I'm not fucking. I don't care about the Peloton ad. I really don't. I don't I care don't about either. the stock dropping either. But. I, I think this is kind of a non-issue. The one thing that I thought was great about it is um, Ryan Reynolds somehow found the girl who acted in the Peloton ad, mm-hmm. and he, in turn, made a commercial with her for his gin, which I didn't even know he had. Uh, he has a brand of gin, and so uh, the commercial is basically... He has a brand of gin? Yes. Didn't know that until I saw this commercial. So when it, I think of gin in general, I think of like I don't know. I, I don't think of Ryan Reynolds. No, you don't. Ryan Reynolds is more of a, a Chardonnay kind of guy, uh, or, or a, a champagne guy. I'm not thinking. You think Ryan Reynolds gin. is a champagne guy? Yeah. I think of champagne when I think Ryan Reynolds. I don't think of the driest alcohol you could possibly drink. <laughs> so can you just imagine? Ryan Reynolds sitting I, I, there yeah, with a bottle of Bombay gin. and some Newports. I don't think it gin. just looks nasty. It just doesn't feel like it goes together. But it does look like it's supposed to be some sort of luxury gin or There's whatever. No such thing. I don't fucking know. We're not about to make gin a luxury. It, it's. I guarantee you, if I look up the bottle, it's probably ridiculously priced. Gin is the AB Klobuchar of liquor. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good. One. That's a good. One. So the commercial is, it starts off with the girl and she's like, she's got this daze on her face. Okay. And you start seeing her drinking this gin and she has two friends on the side of her and they're just kind of talking to her like, it'll be okay. You're in a safe space. You're safe All here. this shit like that. Mm-hmm. And so then she, she takes a, like a chug of the gin and then the other girl like passes her another gin and they're just like, it's okay. You're you're good. You don't have to worry now. And it's basically a play off of the Peloton ad. Like, oh, okay. It's I like it's it. like okay. It's it, okay. It. You're not you know dealing with that shit anymore. You don't have to pedal anymore. Right. <laughs> so I thought that was hilarious. That That's he, funny. Not only did he make the commercial, but he turned it around so quickly. People are so serious, but not serious at the same time. Yeah. Like they they're so serious, but then. If you actually talk to them and dig into what they're actually mad about, it's just a bunch of hot air. Yeah, it's like, a bunch of bullshit. Come on, man. There, I promise you there are more important things going on in a fucking exercise machine <laughs> commercial. Like, Jesus Christ. For sure. More important things. Yeah, um, a lot more important things. I forgot. Uh, I did want to add one other thing. Did you see Billy D explaining himself out of being gender fluid? I think I, I saw that he tried to, to walk it back a little bit. I didn't hear the full explanation, though. 
Uh, I'm going to be honest. I didn't really understand because he, he went into like this really deep psychological, like, Oh, every, uh, man has a female side and no. I just, that's what I meant. I didn't mean like literally I'm going between male and female. It was no, like really, you tried to kind of play on the whole gender fluidity. I, don't, I won't call it a fad, but phenomena and it backfired. Now you're taking it back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 That's Blue a better way to like, look at it. It's a better way. To I, look at I, it. Honestly, I would have respected him more if he doubled down. Yeah. If if he would have came at it from an angle of see this is the kind of of of, of vitriol and, and attacks that I knew that I would I would I would come under all these years and that's the reason why I kept it to myself. Maybe I would have gave you a yeah, little bit of respect. I can see that. But now now you playing hopscotch. Ah, <laughs> just playing ah didn't really mean it. Like, I didn't even know what gender fluid was. What? Gender fluid? <laughs> Who said that shit? I'm Lando. Oh man. Um before we go, I just want to thank everybody who's been listening to us on YouTube. Uh, we really sure. appreciate it. SoundCloud numbers are a little bit down, but we definitely appreciate everything we're getting on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and Instagram soon come. So check us out. Back of the bus on everything. And I think we out. Peace.